Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to the Impact Podcast with Apostle Dr. Lisa Barino. We want to thank you for listening on today. We will be talking about the pattern for prophetic restoration, the Elijah anointing. Father God, we just ask that you be with us on today, that you would give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, that you would give us revelation as we go into um, your word and, and understanding of prof- the prophetic anointing of Elijah, we ask, oh, Father God, that you would give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying in this hour. Once again, we want to thank you for being a part of our podcast on today, and we pray that there is something that we may say that may help enlighten you and give you better understanding of prophetic restoration. By the word of the Lord speaking through Malachi, God Almighty was preparing to move the earth out of the old dispensation of the law and into the new dispensation of grace. The traditional period was to be 400 years of intertestamental silence when no prophet received the word of the Lord. Almost an incubator period of human history before the birthing of the glory of grace through Jesus Christ. Prophet Malachi closes off the Old Testament with what surely must have been uppermost in the heart of God at the time. The Lord God does nothing except he reveals his secrets to his prophets. One great secret, one plan of God was revealed and unveiled among men before the prophetic voice went into recess and divine silence fell for 400 years. Malachi 4, 5 through 6 says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. The Elijah anointing that was prophesied would do a restoring work and a healing work. The hearts of the fathers and the hearts of the children would be reunited. There would be a return to holiness based on proper functional authority and healing of the breaches existing in the church. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 1, the prophet also prophesied of a coming messenger, a preparer of the way of the Lord. Malachi saw a, saw a spoke saw and spoke of a coming restoration of things, of a turning back to the ways of God, and of a refining fire from the Lord purging his people as gold and silver is purged and refined. The coming of John the Baptist. Generations lived and died before God moved again, and a prophetic voice arose again in the earth. The 400 intervening intertestamental years um, seem to have occurred in parenthesis because when God moved again, the events that transpired directly related to the word of the Lord prophesied by Malachi many centuries earlier. An angel appeared to Zacharias and proclaimed to him that God was giving him a son who, who would fulfill um, to the letter, the word in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. And we also see in Luke chapter 117, he will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. 
John the Baptist was to, was to fulfill the Malachi prophecy. God was not sending the, the person Elijah, but he was raising up a prophetic voice in the spirit and power of Elijah. The character and the forceful anointing that rested on Elijah was to be seen again in the ministry of John the Baptist. Jesus himself did not leave the matter in doubt. Not only was he the preparer, the, the preparing messenger, but he was also a direct fulfillment of the Elijah prophetic word. Matthew chapter 11 verse 14 says, And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. There is a sense in which the Malachi prophecy was fulfilled in the coming and coming and ministry of John the Baptist, but yet the scriptures revealed that fulfillment by John was only partial and there was yet a further um, manifestation of tr of truth to come. Prophetic truth on the Mount of Transfiguration. On the Mount, on, on the Mount, on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew chapter 17, verse two through three, Jesus acted out powerfully, powerful truth for his future church and what must surely be one of the most significant prophetic demonstrations ever witnessed. He allowed the glory that was inherent within him to shine through his body as a powerful prophetic conclave and consolation proceeded on the mount. The appearance of Moses and Elijah is significant. Moses was the great pastoral prophet the leader of the people of Israel out of the bondage of Egypt and into the great promises that awaited them in the land of Canaan. He released the people of Israel into an understanding and revelation of their divinely given destiny on the face of the earth in a special relationship with Jehovah God. He was the prophet of divine destiny, the revealer of, of the God-ordained relationship he brought the people near to the consuming glory of an eternal God. More than any other prophet, he brought national Israel into the reality of a relationship between mortal man and an eternal God. Through the law and the ordinances and the systems of sacrifice, no other prophet before or since Moses has sought had so brought the divine plan and purpose into the lives of men upon the earth. But much more than this, Moses was the prophetic type and pattern for a great prophet that was to come, Jesus Christ himself. Moses was an unclear, Moses was an unclear shadow of a greater light. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your, from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall bear, you shall hear. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses' appearance indicated and demonstrated the prophetic anointing and presence of Jesus Christ within, the, within and through the church. Elijah appeared also on the mountain talking with Jesus. The disciples, still unclear in their understanding, questioned Jesus as to the presence of Elijah on the mountain and sought understanding about Malachi's words about his return. Jesus answered and said unto them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first, and I will restore all things. Matthew chapter 17, verse 11 through 13 says, But I say to you that Elijah has come already, and they did not know him, but did to him whatever they wished. Then the disciples understood that, his, that he spoke of them, of John the Baptist.
Jesus reveals a further and as yet unfulfilled dimension of Malachi's prophecy. At that time, John the Baptist had only partially fulfilled Malachi's word. The appearance of Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration was a prophetic demonstration of the truth that the spirit and power of Elijah was still yet to be manifested in the body of Christ, the church, and the church, and would bring a move of restoration within the church that would cause it to shine with the manifested glory of the Lord by the powerful prophetic move that is sweeping across. The worldwide church this season of restoration in the body of christ spoken of spoken of by jesus on his um descent from the mount of transfiguration is literally beginning to come to pass releasing restoration the purpose of the elijah anointing rises in the church today is is to restore the greek word here for restore is this to return to a former condition of wholeness. The, the same word is used in Malachi chapter 12 verse 13 where Jesus heals the man with the withered hand and it was restored to the same condition of health and wholeness as his other hand. The prophetic anointing that rests upon the church today is designed by God to further cat catalyze the church in the path of restoration or a return to a condition of wholeness and health that is comparable to its former state of wholeness as indicated in the book of Acts. There is then a threefold thrust for the Elijah anointing in the present day church of Jesus Christ. First, to prepare a way, second, to prepare a people, and third, to restore all things. Prophet Elijah minister in Israel at a time of great apostasy and falling away. And a look at his ministry will give us great insight into the ministry, his ministry principles, which God is causing to flow again in the church today as the church prophets rise up in the spirit of the power of Elijah. King Ahab had polluted himself and his entire nation in the worship of Baal. 1 Kings 16, 30-32 says, Now Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. And it, was, and it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, Jeroboam, the son of Nebeth, that he took as wife, Je as wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbel, king of the Sidonians, and he went and served Baal and worshipped him. Then he set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal, which is bad, which, which he had built in Samaria. This is 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 30 to 32. As a result of this defilement, God had turned off the rain for three years, and the nation wilted and suffered under the prolonged drought. In the process of time, in the seasons of restitution, God determines to send rain again to Israel. For rain is a picture of spiritual life and the anointing presence of the Lord. We see that in Joel chapter 2, the Lord promises spiritual restoration to the church of Jesus Christ as an important future of his end time program. The prophet 
pictures the re renewal of the anointing and presence of the Lord in the church as showers of rain return into a dry parts land. Joel chapter 2 verse 21 through 25 says, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up and the truth and the tree bears its fruit. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. So I will restore to you the years that the, the swarming locusts have eaten. God calls to Elijah by the word of the Lord and launches the prophet into a dramatic ministry of restoration, which serves as a pattern for the ministries of prophetic restoration in the church today. The process to restoration in Elijah's ministry may, for, for ease of understanding, be divided into four areas, confrontation, sacrifice, proclamation, and intercession. Confirmation. First Kings Chapter 18, verse 1. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, present yourselves to Ahab, and I will send rain to the earth. God originated and instigated the battle. The confrontation between Ahab and Elijah on the earthly level and between the demon powers of Baal and the eternal spirit of the living God on the heavenly level was catalyzed according to the timing of the Lord and was triggered by human action upon the earth through the word of the Lord in the ear of the prophet. God commanded Elijah to show himself to Ahab to initiate the face-to-face -face confrontation to begin not a react reactive struggle but a powerful um, proactive warfare designed to crush the power of Baal over the land and the and the people of Israel. Elijah's initiative culminated in a climatic clash between spiritual powers in the heavens and he faced the prophets of Baal upon Mount Carmel in a confrontation that would finally decide would finally decided by which God had the power to hear the cry of his prophet and to, then, and to then respond and speak. Only the God of heaven responded by fire to the voice of his, prophet, of, of his prophet as Baal. Bound by the authority of the prophet and the power of the living God fled the scene in silence. Today the sound of war is confrontation and confrontation arises in the church as the spirit and power of Elijah begins to engage the demonic powers that rule in the heavens. The first Elijah type prophet John the Baptist looking forward to Jesus death proclamation him to the Lamb of God who came to purge the sin of the world. Now the company of Elijah prophets ministering in the last day church proclaim him to be the, the rampant roaring lion of Judah who sounds his powerful voice through his church to execute the judgments already written. We see this in Psalms 149 verse 9. Prophetic prophet Isaiah living amongst 2,700 years ago, looking down through time, wrote about a period in the history of the church when God would reveal and move in the warfaring dimension of his character in response to and in the midst of the powerful proc proclamative praises of his saints 
Isaiah hears the, hears the saints singing the prophetic praise of the new song of the Lord, and he both sees the Lord rise as a mighty man of war, and, the hears, and he hears the roaring sound of the Lion of Judah. In Isaiah 42, verse 10 to 13, it says, Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise from the ends of the earth. Let the wilderness and its cities lift up their voice. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man. He shall stir up his zeal like a man of war. He shall cry out, yes, shout aloud. He shall prevail against his enemies. In the great restoration chapter of the book of Joel, God does indeed promise the former and the latter rain falling together in the first month. He does proclaim floors full of wheat and an overflowing store of wine and oil. But early in the chapter, he declares that such restoration comes at comes as the church the mighty army of the lord rises up in warfare strength battle ready battle fit and equipped for all out war as the lord roars before them in joel chapter 2 verse 7 and 11 it says they run like mighty men they climb the wall like men of war everyone marches in formation and they do not break ranks the lord gives voice before his army for his camp is very great for strong is the one who executes his word prophetic restoration in the spirit and power of elijah is initiated in 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 is initiated in, proceeds in, and is accomplished in confrontation and warfare with the spiritual principalities and powers of darkness in the heavens. The sacrifice. First King chapter 18 verse 30 says, Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Not only does prophetic restoration in the Elijah anointing oppose and destroyed the upsurping authority of principalities, powers, and strongholds in the heavens with the roar of the Lord through his church in powerful prophetic praise. But there is also focus on another main area of concern, the preparing of the altars of the Lord within the body of Christ. Elijah called the people to him in an act um, representing the reintegration of of the church of Jesus Christ, abolishing all unnatural division, schism, separations, and cleavages within the body of Christ. Restoration means reintegration, a move of God within the body of, of functional wholeness. Malachi the prophet saw the Elijah anointing functioning to turn hearts one to the other and the powerful reintegration of the whole family of God, the family of the redeemed upon the earth. We see this in Malachi chapter 4 verse 6. True prophetic restoration in the spirit and power of Elijah does not promote division and schism and does not function to undermine the health of the church. The true Elijah prophet calls the family to stand together near unto the altars of the Lord. Elijah repairs repaired the altar that was broken down. He re reconstructed the system of sacrifice that had been ravaged by the years of neglect and abandonment during the time of the um, abomination of Baal worship. There was a cry in the heart of the reestablishment of the true 
communion between God and man in the manner prescribed and ordained by divine decree and direction. It could not be a private personal effort of, to, of repair for, for corporate service unto God required corporate repentance and obedience. Prophetic restoration is the corporate business of the entire people of God. Glory, hallelujah. Father God, we thank you. Glory to your name, Jesus. We thank you, O Father God. We thank you for prophetic restoration. The present-day church prophet ministering in the spirit and power of Elijah has a heart for the body of Christ. He is not a separatist, but manifests through his his ministry the function the functional reality of the integration of the whole church. He seeks the benefit of the body over his private advancement. He seeks the benefit of the body over his private advancement. He knows that the mind and heart of the bridegroom is yearning for the final beauty and glory of the bride. Glory to God. To repair the altar is to restore the sacrifice. In the context of the church, the finest sacrifice is the purest obedience. To obey purely is to be motivated only by the will of the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 6 through 9, it says, In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. Previously saying, Sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings of sin, you did not desire nor had pleasure in, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. We see this in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 6 through 9. The finest sacrifice of Jesus was commitment unto death to accomplish his will, the will to accomplish the will, the purpose, the counsels, and determination of the Father. To accomplish his will is to establish God's kingdom, rule, authority, and power upon the earth. Jesus prayed the prayer of the kingdom. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in the heavens. The unit building block of the perfected obedience of the church is the perfected obedience of each unit believer. The Elijah prophets cry in the church the truth that we can each perfect our obedience in him and fully and completely accomplish the will of the Lord in our individual lives. God's God's perfect will is not something abstract that we can never find, but it is a real and exact program for each of us upon earth. In totally accomplishing his will in our lives, we build whole altars before the Lord. Proclamation. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Isaiah, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that this, pe- that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in the trench 
Now when all the people say it, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. We see this in First Kings chapter 18, verse 36 through 39. Elijah's prayer is the heart cry of the Elijah anointing. That there might be powerful proclamation of the power of a living God. Elijah cried unto the Lord for three things. Let it be known that you are God. Let it be known that there is a prophetic rhema word for of God alive and active in the church. Let the hearts of the people be reignited and once more cleave unto God. As the church prophets ministering in the spirit and power of Elijah release the season of prophetic restoration within the body of Christ. They call forth open manifestation of the glory of the living God. That all eyes may see and that all hearts may understand that God who created all things is alive. That Jesus Christ is risen and ascended and holds the, the reins of all power and authority in the universe. Actively participating in the warfare of his church. Releasing his voice, guidance, direction and commands as his warriors Go forth to battle. The end of all true prophetic ministry and the power of Elijah's anointing is the turning of hearts unto the revelation of God. The end product is that as the purifying fire of the Lord falls upon the people, there might arise out of the church such a great cry of proclamation of the absolute lordship of Jesus Christ that every falsehood uncleanness and oppression of the enemy within the house of God might be brought to judgment Elijah slew all the false prophets of Baal at the brook of Kishon we see this in 1st Kings chapter 18 verse 40 it was at the same brook Kishon that Deborah the prophetess of the Lord brought Sisera to judgment by the word of the Lord. We see this in Judges chapter 4. Kishon represents the place of prophetic judgment upon the enemies of God and his people. And God's victory takes place in the midst of the shout of proclamation and praise. Glory to God. Intercession. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 42. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. The Elijah prophets are intercessors for the Lord's season of restoration in the body of Christ. The reigns of spiritual renewal, authority, and victory requires the birthing pains of the intercessor of travail. It is said that the posture adopted by Elijah at, on Carmel as he interceded before the Lord was the posture of of a Jewish woman of the time in the last stages of travail before bringing forth her new baby. It was a posture indicative of the greatest pains of labor, but was also the posture most convenient for the, for the bringing forth of new life. Glory to God. The church prophets of this present day prophetic hour are Elijah type intercessors who bring forth the maturity of the church, the perfecting of the saints and the great warfare victories of the Lord through the groanings of intercession. For the prophets of the Lord, intercession is the place of vision. In Ezekiel chapter 13, the Lord directs the prophet, the prophet Ezekiel to prophesy condemnation and judgment against the foolish prophets of Israel who have neglected intercession 
and as a result have not gained wisdom in revelation in the things of the Lord. They have, as a result of their light, lightness, seen vanity and lying divinations. Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 3 through 5 says, Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have sent nothing and have seen nothing. You have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in battle on the day of the Lord. True is the word of, of, of true is the word of Jesus in his de descent from the Mount of Transfiguration. The spirit and power of Elijah has arisen today, bringing with it a radical transfiguration of the state and order of the church. This is the season of prophetic restoration and the voices of Elijah prophets and the prophetic people of the church are raised up across the earth that declaring, proclaiming, and calling forth God's presence present purpose of the body of Christ. Father God, we just glorify and magnify your holy name on today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for giving us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding as we move closer into end time prophecy. Oh, Father God, give us wisdom, knowledge, and revelation. We pray for the spirit of Elijah to be amongst us, amongst the prophets, that as we move forward in the Elijah anointing, oh, Father God, that you would give us strength, that you would give us courage, oh, Father God. Let you not have to say woe unto the foolish prophets, oh, Father God, who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Let us speak what we truly do see and not what we think the people want to hear. Let us not be um, a repeat of Ezekiel chapter 13 verse 35 where it says you have not gone up unto the gaps to build a wall for the house of of Israel to stand in the battle on the day of the Lord. Let us truly be prophets that are willing to stand in the midst and battle and, and, and do spiritual warfare on the behalf of the kingdom of God so that the people of God may come forth in the name of Jesus. For the spirit of the Lord is upon us to teach us and to move us forward in the Elijah anointing. Oh, Father God, give us strength, give us wisdom, give us knowledge, give us understanding, and give us revelation. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Thank you once again for listening to the Impact Podcast with, the, with Apostle Dr. Lisa Barino. If you would like to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so um, at lisabarinoministries.org. You may also um, cash app us at um, dollar sign legacy LB. And we look forward to hearing from you. Um, you can also email us at lisabarino at lisabarinoministries.org. Um, or go on our website, lisabarinoministries.org. We thank you for being with us, and we pray um, to um, be with you again in the next few days. God bless you, and God keep you, and may his face shine upon you. In Jesus' name.